underscores. You know, I love going to restaurants downtown, turning your frown around, and like everybody, falls countdown. <laughs> hey, I'm ready to crumba. Now let's watch a full-length W A F L Y O fuck L W I'm trying to sing the theme song, Carl. L W A F L M O Y T. That's us. L W F L that stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. But if you want to subscribe to our podcast, please use our acronym. And you can search for it L W A F L M O Y T. Uh, with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Oh, um, sorry, I had banana in my mouth, just like you when you talk. Oh, my God. L W A F L M Y T. It's not so tough. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I have a banana in my mouth. We have Paul Brumbaugh yes. from the Edge of Insanity podcast on. Hi, Paul. Hi, I'm sorry. I had to laugh really hard. It did kind of thin. You, you had mush mouth, dude. I always remember <laughs> that I break it down into, I break it into threes. It's L W. Oh, see, I blew it now. L W A F L M O Y T. Perfect. So let's, that's how I do it. Let's break that down. So you break it down to let's watch a full length <laughs> yeah. movie on yeah. YouTube. Thank you, man. Me too. Yes, sir. Uh, we were going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and we uh, stream first on meetmeradio.fm on Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and that we follow The Edge of Insanity. So uh, do us a favor. Listen to Paul's show before us. It's just two hours of your time before the show, uh, and that is at noon, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, we are sponsored by Mutiny Radio. All we ask is that you donate some Venmo money to at Mutiny Radio and make sure it's the right one. And uh, we'll do it or not do anything at all. So, But we do want you to watch this movie with us and listen to our podcast at the same time because we do drop in the podcast. Uh, and all you have to do is go to YouTube and search for this week's movie. Carl, what is this week's movie? Pauly Shore is dead, 2003. Pauly Shore is dead. That's the word Paul with the Y stuck to its ass. Pauly Shore is dead. Shore like the Jersey Shore. And we the Shore. Joe the Autophile Monty is our channel. Joe the Autophile Monty. Ooh. And I'm wow, going to go ahead and subscribe to it. He named the movie, not us. Uh, he, he was the one who was okay no, with yeah, it. Yeah, that movie. Well, all right, so do us a favor. Go type in Pauly Shore is Dead. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. Remember, 
and it's 2003? Yes. We had, so 9-11 was still fresh in our minds when this movie came out. Well, fresh in your oh. mind. It was. I was cried twice in the streets in two, within two years. One free. Uh, and, uh, but then I kind of, I saw the bus poster for Pauly Shore is Dead, and I, I started to cry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to the show. Pauly Shore is Dead is the title. Show the autophile Monty, who I just subscribed to, is is the channel. Go click it, the link, hit pause, oh, immediately slide it to the left. It registered our show, trademark, and I'm very excited. We're going to do a countdown, and when you're here to go, you're going to go, and the countdown king is here. None other than Mr. Sunday Afternoon, Carl's Mad Crush, the maestro of descending numerals, Mr. 321. Let's get ready to rumba. The world doesn't move to the beat of just one brum. Brum, 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 Trusting down on me. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished gentlemen, guests, give it up for Paul Brumba. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. Wow. That round of applause after that, man. Wash your hands. Please, <laughs> that favor. Oh, look at Joe's an audiophile. I thought he was more than just an audiophile. All right. Here we go. You guys got to do this in true uh, uh, Pauly Shore is dead action. Um, let's do this thing. Make that thing hover. That finger, that is. Right over that triangle. And let's do it in three, two, one. Whoa! Back in the early 90s, there was a comic actor named Pauly Shore who was very popular. No one has seen him lately. This is what happened to him. Well, sort of. <laughs> Critics? Pauly, you don't know what you're talking about. You're great. People love you. You have a following. You... Biodome was a great movie. Did you see Jury Duty? No. Neither did anyone else. Did you see Hot Shots? I love Jury Duty. You did? Jury Duty is his best movie. Really? Yeah, twice in the show. Well, I, I, I definitely like the one when he, he was on the farm better. Son-in-law? No, yeah, down son in the farm? Or po- okay, yeah, so let's, let's break it down. Movie-wise, he was in uh, Encino, Encino Man. Man? I think he was in... Yeah, he was yeah. like... He hung out with the caveman. He was uh, there was a George Burns one where the age changing people switching type of thingy, and he was like the best friend of the kids. The originals like he was a high schooler with him, but then his real movies after he hit big on MTV yeah. twenty five odd years ago, uh, were Encino Man, uh, fuck, uh, the the son in law, uh, in the army, uh, jury duty, which I love. And uh, there's what other, what other ones am I missing? He was just kind of a movie there's another shit. really there's another really shitty one. It's Bio-Dome. so bad. Oh, well, Biodome, which we've pretty, done on this show. See, Biodome's pretty good too, even though it's bad. That's the one with Baldwin, right? Yeah. So, yeah. The worst one yeah. he's ever done was I think straight to Netflix kind of thing, and it was uh, it was the um. Oh God, he's supposedly a father. He's like a single dad where huh. he takes on raising some kid, and it's kind of like it's. 
I think it's done in the flavor of what's the one with Sandler, little the one with the yeah, little. Yeah, I remember that one. Right. Well, I do know it's that kind he, of done uh, in that flavor he where he, but the kid's even smaller. It's just that it's mischievous and it's Pauly Shore and he's and he's has to watch a baby. That's the funny part. Hey you guys, know? breaking news! Breaking right. news! Breaking news! Pauly Shore says. Yeah, whatever. One, uh, look at that. Is he holding cotton candy? What did he have? <laughs> now that's Paris Hilton, <laughs> of course, and her sister Nikki. Of course, it is. Oh, yeah. Well, if there was no Pauly, there would be no uh, Paris, right? I mean, they they Look both it, became popular. There's a Hil- there's a Hilton inside a Holiday Inn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All his celebrity buddies are in the first five minutes of this movie, and then we have the rest of the movie, and then the end. Oh no! There's Mitzi Short. Was that Mitzi? I don't know, but there's a big old boner. I guess that's what they're pointing at. Yeah. And by the way, no, his friends will be throughout. Does Jeremy Piven show up in this movie? No. No, but his brother plays like his friend or something. He doesn't even play his brother. He dies like the greats, Sam Kittison. Richard Pryor, Albert Einstein, all the great comics. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they actually said all those names in the same sentence. That was wrong. <laughs> this little boy will grow up to die. So now we're seeing you the history I, I, of... I know, uh, I know what's happening right now. Yeah. Sam Kennison is in his grave going, ow, ow, ow! I did oh, notice that the, the well, you know, he died in a car crash, Sam Kinison. So, uh, yes, I, I had a joke. I had a joke where I never use it. Old Mike would do this joke, but that I would hate to be in the car. Lots of Kinison. Look at this. Lots of Kinison. Well, he worked. Why would you hate to be Sam in the car? Because he'd be yelling like ah. <laughs> like when the car crash happened, he'd go oh oh. That's right. That's terrible, Mike. I love it. Yeah, I would never do that joke. I actually, I mean, I wrote that joke when I was 19, Carl. That's the old Mike. Oh, Luke. What we're learning is history. I actually actually want to watch this movie when I can turn up the volume. (laughs) Oh, all right. No, no, no. He's talking about his life. That's funny. We're seeing the backstory of his mother. Oh, there's his parents. That was his real parents. Okay. Yeah, so it's Mitzi Shore and uh, what was his father? His Sam. Son, uh, no, Stanley. <laughs> Stanley Shore. Yeah, and he was famous, right? He was really famous. Yeah. For a minute. Chilling with the weed. He opened for Which, by the way, he... or something. That's exactly right. He yeah, his father did. For a yeah. Minute, and he did open for Sinatra. Was it yeah, Sammy? Yeah, he toured with him for years. Yeah, it was Sammy. Yeah, so and then they uh, opened a comedy club with his wife, Missy Shore. Missy Shore ran, and that's where Sam Kinison was the door at the, at the comedy store, yeah. which is why Polly grew up with him. Right. In the Army now. Yeah, in the Army now. I noticed that, that, was that was funny. 
The opening title on, on screen says, Pauly Shore is dead, and then in parentheses, you'll never weave in this town again, which is a Hollywood reference to you'll never eat lunch in this town again. Right. Uh, a, a memoir from an executive. So it's kind of softening the blow. It's like the movie The Pope Must Die. They had to change the title to The Pope Must Die It. <laughs> so they probably softened the, the title just so people can watch it. Anyway, back to the death of Pauly Shore. All right, so what we're seeing now is the birth of the downfall. He gets a Fox sitcom, and it's horrible, horrible movie. I, I mean, a sitcom, and everybody pans it, and this is the beginning of his end. Poor Weeze. Oh, yeah, there's Ben Stiller. You know, celebrities watch TV just like us. If only there was a TV show during quarantine where I get to watch celebrities watch TV. <laughs> Um, ben Stiller is, uh, the joke is, like, he's always saying, like, I guess if my parents were famous, I'd be on top, too. And, you know, his parents were. Right, his parents, yeah. And now Bill Maher. Well, they, wow. they got some good pants in this. They've got some really good cameos in this. Absolutely. And the thing is, these guys love the show. Like, everyone was panning the show. It's sort of like a joke on them. Right. It looks pretty good. I forget people watch TV. Like you sit around the couch and you watch TV. Well, it's his premiere. Followed by a new Drexel class. Is that Tony Hale? No. Oh, I think that show's pretty good. I would order a whole season and watch it. In, 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 in. Well, the the um the and Fox ordered only six of them, and only three of them aired. Uh, they replaced him with When Animals Attack. <laughs> Which is really yeah. just speaks volumes. Well, they, the animals recorded the saying, it was not our, our idea. <laughs> we wish the best of Mr. Better Stiller. known as one Fox execs attack. The beginning of the when animals attack, it does not say no animals were harmed in the making of this. <laughs> the American Humane Society was nowhere near the production of when animals attack. You guarantee. That guy was a funny comic too. The guy smoking the cigar, Rick Duquesne, or yeah, this is basically talking behind Polly's back. Now I'm at nine twelve, nine thirteen, nine fourteen. What about you guys? Let me look. I'm really at nine quick. Or eight. Um, I'm a couple seconds I'm behind. I'm at nine twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, me, same here. Same here, Carl. Okay, so I want you guys to tell me when I want Mike to tell me when he gets to nine minutes and thirty. Okay, sounds good. Is that Paul Tom Sizemore? Yes. Three, there. two, one, go. Thank you. Poor Tom Sizemore. So I wonder in two thousand three, what what state was he on? Yeah. Oh, he was in a, he was on he was on E News all the time. And then it gets to be in a movie with E in it. So basically, this is like 
behind Paul. Like, everyone saw the show, and it sucks. But you're in front of the guy, right? So you're not going to be like, your show right. sucked. So it's like talking behind his back and then Two-Face talking to his face. Well, he knew his Two-Face because they went up to him and said, hey, nice set, Paulie. Good set. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, they're on landlines talking about what they watched on TV. This right. Queen. Did you watch TV, Bill? No, yes, friend. I did, Ted. Now, I got to say that Paulie Shore is a very good sport. Uh, he is so teasing himself throughout this whole movie. He's like, I suck, I suck, I suck, I suck. Now, he doesn't say that, but he wrote the script. He directed it. You know, he produced it. Right. It was all done with his own he's money. He's saying it in every other way. Yeah, he's saying it in every other way. Right. So, but isn't, isn't this a cop-out? No, it's not a cop-out. It's a smack in your own face. I mean, seriously, everyone, throughout this whole film, this whole film's, the, the thing is, Pauly Shore sucks. That's the whole joke. And you wrote it yourself? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but sometimes you could say, like, you, you kind of fill this space where the laughter should be by say, by doing a fake laugh or, you know, ha, 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 or, you know, I, uh, you know, you can undercut yourself to kind of keep the grace going. So, but I do see that this film is kind of genuine, uh, that the humor lies on him kind of cutting his own, his own self or, or entertainment. Right. But he also maintained a reality show presence. You know, he had a show called Minding the Store, which was him helping his mom with the comedy store. And right. you know, Mickey Shore passed away. I'm not sure if, if I believe the show was filmed during that time. Well, it was 2005 but, uh, on TBS. So it's two years from after this movie. Do you, are you okay with that, that he made a really kind of funny, self-effacing movie like this and then just kind of parlayed it into a reality show, which was straight-faced? Uh, I guess from the way you're saying it, I should be offended by that. Uh, this guy is just trying to make a living. This movie was not nationwide. This movie only made $11,000, and he, I don't know how much he sunk into it, but it was his own personal money. It had a limited release uh, just in California. Um, I think, you know, he had a chance to get a payday, so he did a reality show. I mean, wh but what are you, what right. is it you're thinking? Like, you think this movie's well, I mean, like I think cheap the, and bad? Like, the, the no, concept? No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you that it's the humor and lies about how nakedly uh, honest he can make it on himself by, you know, undercut, you know, by eating all this shit on, on stage. Yeah. And, uh, so the man, the guy goes yeah. out to say to his staff, "Paulie Shore fired us," and they're all happy about it. And Paulie wrote that, you know, and directed it. Right. I don't know. I look. I am yeah. not a Paulie Shore this. fan except for this movie. This movie is great. Wow. I mean, Good to hear. In that he, you know, totally just. It's the ultimate put down this movie, and he, he's putting him down himself, you know, like, I don't know. Okay, it's one man's opinion here. He's, uh, 
It won the Audience Choice Award at the Slam Dunk Film Festival. <laughs> it's going to be a great Slam Dunk Film Festival. There's a lot of slamming and dunking. It, it was released the way, in he Sacramento, like California, and almost nowhere else. Uh, no wonder it only made $11,000. I think it should have gone nation, nationwide. My, I mean, maybe no one wanted to pick it up, but I'm saying that I think this movie could have hit. There's his girlfriend. You know, I, uh, wow, look at that. Yeah, you see the ring? Yeah, look at that ring on her finger. Yeah. So now I his show has been canceled. He's basically having, you know, he went groveling to MTV. They kick him out. His girlfriend's with this really loser dude. Hold on, Luke. <laughs> See that? What's up, buddy? Yeah. And Paulie Shore had to make a face like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think that's like parlaying your 15 minutes of fame by just like now mocking the catchphrase that, that made you? This is right by my mom's house. Oh, like, in Los Angeles? Close. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Is that Fred Durst? Uh, Look, he had. Cap uh, and goatee. Let's see. He didn't have 15 minutes of fame. He had 13 years. No, 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 no. All right. I ate my hat. No, no. I'm eating my hat. Wait, wait. wait. 96. 96 is pretty much when it died. Uh, This Fox show. When was that Fox show? Because that killed it. Yeah. 1997, Shore landed his own TV show on Fox. Lasted five episodes, but it was canceled. Two episodes remain unaired, and it essentially ended his comedic career. So that's 11 – wait, that is seven – eight years. Eight years of fame he had. Look, there's Limp Biscuit. Fred. I knew it was Limp Biscuit. The, he does that throughout the yeah. thing. He gets people – like, you know people don't like Limp Biscuit today and think Fred's a jerk. That's why he's in this movie. Oh, even Fred hates him. That's pretty low. Now this... You will, I mean, I, yeah. This is Paulie's biggest fan. And he's freaking out that his show is not on TV, that it's Animals Attack. He's from Kentucky. Yeah, so is he, he's pissing on his audience now? Yes, he is. Yes. Selling Law is my favorite movie. Wow, Tim Conway. This is my darkest hour of television viewing. This is worse than when they replaced. They're ripping off Fishburger, Carl. Yeah, right. It's it's the right house setting. Yeah, right. The basement. Well, I mean, Forest Street. The whole thing was a dump. (laughs) All right. It was like our little. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, I think his movies, I was like, Paulie Shore was a phenomenon in the respect that he did something to, oh, look out for Vern, 2003, so this was after uh, Bayou Shagney. And, no, the gold, yeah, second one. And what is the one we saw, the the posta, Postal? Postal, that's right, he had a big part in that. 
He was international superstar. Right, he was the voiceover guy or something. And he came to Germantown. I enjoyed that movie. I really enjoyed that movie. Oh, oh, Postal. Yeah, we've all, well, I found a couple more of his films on YouTube, so uh, be prepared. You're the man. uh, Episodes. I eat with have that, uh, (laughs) yeah, quarantine life. So now what we're getting is, right. are there any parts in his movies for me? Like, we get that throughout the, the screenplay. He's going to his celeb friends, and he asks if there's any parts for them. They don't answer, and he asks it louder. Is there any parts for me? Clint so Howard. now we have the stereotypical scene. It's like, you have no money. Well, but isn't that Clint Howard, the celebrity? Yep. From Star Trek? Our yes. Star Trek connection? Yes. You're right, You're right on the money, man. that. On well, because board. he played, he was a kid. He was a yes. kid. His dad was a, it was a family dynasty. So the father was hard driven. Uh, he was down to earth actor, and he brought his down to earth children and made them act. And he acted as a child in Star Trek. Yes. And then guys like you go up, Mr. Clint Howard, you were great as a child in Star Trek. <laughs> He's like, I was a child in Star Trek. I guess you were a child in Star Trek. You were a very intellectual child. Your character was very smart. Right. And so say, oh, did you say your character? Oh, thank fucking God, there's a disconnect. Yeah, I was pretty smart. My character was pretty smart. <laughs> the comedy store started Carlin. Not really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, Mitzi's store is great. You know, like, people who run rooms, you got to respect them. And uh, whatever the, you hear about them, they're running the room. And so, you know, I've always respected it. Uh, this I don't need to see. I know, I we really don't. YouTube. Now, on the screen is Jewel Denial. So he's calling Jewel at her home. Jewel is a porn star, and it's all about the butt. Uh, so now we have, well, you like, know, like, a... Uh, yeah. Well, we have a funny scene in which there's call waiting, and it's his mom. So he's messing up, talking to Jewel and talking to his mom. You know, that's the comedic hook of this. We really don't need to see Polly Shore masturbate. (laughs) Well, what do you think this movie is? And now he's literally jerking off himself. So wait, okay, Mike, you got beef with this movie. Okay, so that was very telling. So I don't have beef. He's I have kissing his own ass is what you mean. This movie's him kissing his own ass. No, you but... feel. no, it's that border. It's that line, and the reason why it's funny is that he can walk the line between, uh, you know, onanism and uh, self-deprecating universal humor. You know <laughs> what? I'm just saying between the onanist and the uh, hubris, you know, I go with the hubris all the time. It's plain and simple. But you think he's like an egotist oh, making this film, right? He's uh, he's like a, a, a sen- self-centered, uh, maybe not narcissist. Maybe that's know, too strong. But... but 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 see, that's but that's humor that we grow up with. He's no different than Chris Elliott, whose whole humor is about Chris Elliott. You know what I mean? But they do it in a manner that is uh, universal, and that like. We can relate to Paulie Shore, even though we don't have uh, well, Justin Schwartz. Well, Chris Elliott, Chris Elliott does make it about Chris Elliott, but he makes it that he's a loser. Like, 
This is about Chris Elliott failing. Paulie's not really. Okay, who's this guy? Every I I know his face, but it looks like Dan Aykroyd. You know, when Dan Aykroyd does cameos as a motorcyclist and bicyclist, or uh, you know. Uh, well, the joke here is this guy fell to fell to you know in fame, and now he sells oranges. And they're doing racist stuff, but but who is he? Do you know? No. Let's listen to his voice. Fuck you, punk. Fuck me, you just fired me. You ain't doing nowhere. I got shit to do. Those are good throws. Those are, except for the last one, those are good throws. And I think yeah. one of them hit his best friend, you know, and they probably kept that take. Good. He deserves it. I used to be someone. Now I'm selling oranges. This is in context with Paulie. Uh-huh. So I do like what he did. I, I do like this movie. I think it walks the line is why I'm bringing it up, but I think he does it. You know, he pulls it off. Or I, I don't know. Some of the claims I'm watching it is good. I know that he followed up this movie with a film called Adopted, where it was another kind of rip from his own headline story about him trying to adopt a child. And he got upset that uh, Bruno, the, the the Borat movie where he adopts a child, uh, kind of came out around the same time. Uh-huh. So he took the idea. They feel that Borat, that Bruno took the idea. Hmm. So now he's just like his own his own pity is he's like having awful fantasies about you know and we're hearing all the people call him a loser and ah please I want to give a shout out to comedy star in the 80s and comedy and porn stars Uh you know the stories about like how porn stars would always show up to like comedy store and stuff like that like, they would just go and they would watch, like, Dice or they would watch uh, Sam Kinison or what have you. And I just I just love that phenomenon. Yeah. Because you know who goes to comedy clubs. They're not porn stars. No, not porn stars. They're not going to party with a comedian. Now, this, he's selling his house, and who bought it? Carrot Top. <laughs> Agro Top. He must have played himself in a hundred million things. Well, the reason he's, he's here is type. because he's like Paulie Shore. You know, he had, he was a big deal for a half an hour, for fifteen minutes, and then he crashed. Right, so that's why Paulie put him in. Right. Even Carrot Top's beating me. Did you notice there was a poster for Paulie, i.e., the talking uh, uh, parrot movie with Jay Moore as the voice of Paulie? Oh, really? Was there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, they, run they, along to your it. mother's comedy store now. Yeah, there you go. Probably because Missy never booked him. See right there, Paulie. Uh, don't you hate driving around Hollywood from Sunset Boulevard with all your stuff, man? Yeah, like you, you just got fired. L.A. life. Hashtag LA Life, you got your bongos in the backseat and the weird misogynistic uh, bottom half of a woman's torso mannequin. Legs askew. Akimbo. 
Akimbo. So yes. now, basically, his Bye. friend is going to have a meeting with um, Sean Penn. And it's the old, does, is there a part for me? Is there, what are you going to say to him? How are you going to pitch me? So now, oh, here we are with Sean Penn. And what's actually happening is Sean is going, who was that guy in that movie, Biodome? What was his name? He was with the Baldwin brother. And his friend is not telling him, oh, that was Paulie Shore. He was pretending he doesn't know who he's talking about. Oh, that's great. John Penn talk cinema. We should wake up our, our faithful listeners and remind them of the episodes where we actually, it's a, it's a, it's a milestone in our uh, over 200 episode run where we watched Biodome. I had suggested Biodome. Yeah. And Carl got very upset. You could tell even though, that, uh, yeah, I was going to have to watch yeah. Biodome. <laughs> so you said I'm picking the next movie, which is the first time that it's happened. Uh, so it, it was okay. I remember once you were like, "Let's do Koyanostatsky," and I was like, eh, "I don't. Want, I'm not doing it, Mike. I watched the movie. There's nothing to." T-. And you were like, "All right, I'll get somebody else." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay, Koyanostatsky. <laughs> yeah, I'm down." But that was a good movie. A lot happened. There was like sunrises and sunsets, and then there was like people walking, but they were walking like so fast they looked like ants. It was like almost a metaphor. <laughs> I um uh, was a lot to talk about because almost every scene, the internet had something to tell me. So in the end, that was a good film. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's remarkable that a film of such beauty uh, that should be seen in the cinema was still chopped up in 10-minute bits on YouTube. Because, you know, back in the day, you couldn't have a video on YouTube that was more than 10 minutes. But right. You had to have your Koya Nasaski posted. You had to do it in part one and two. Now, this is uh, Layla Slotman, and she's an actress of note. And she's playing a prostitute, and she's finding out that all Polly has is like eighty-four bucks. Gotcha. You think Polly Shore's a freak? What do you mean? Well, there's been a lot of sex stuff in this. We saw him jerking oh, off. Oh, a freak in a sexual way. Uh, probably. Yeah. Right. Heidi Fleiss will be in this film. Well, he already had Charlie Sheen, so probably that was the deal. Polly Sheen. Like a package. Charlie Sheen was just a customer like everybody. Right. Oh, you, yeah, so he's no better than anyone else. I mean, he was just a customer. Now, there's a reason that like, thing opened up with Charlie Sheen. You know how everyone thinks he's a cuckoo and everything, and this is 2003 when right. that was in its heyday. Look, so, he's, he's daring his ass. You don't think this film is, like, he's literally we're seeing up his own ass. All right, whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, Charlie, yeah, what was, like, Charlie Sheen had a great, like, uh, uh, pop culture meltdown, and he went yes. on tour just yelling tiger blood at people, and and. Uh, it was at the Masonic Center here in San Francisco. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, if if 
if you're big, you headline the punchline. And if you're really big, you do the fucking Mason, you know, the Masonic Center. And he did. And, you know, Live Nation fronted it. And what I heard is that he really had nothing to say, but it didn't matter. <laughs> so can you imagine, like, as a, as a bitter comic, uh, you're just like, how come he gets the Masonic Center? Yeah. That sounds like a open micer, uh, National Lampoon open micers. Uh... Put in a script. Yeah. The rival open micer. How does he get to book this room? So Wow, look at that, your old stand-up set. This is basically now it's Jewel Denial again. And I love Jewel, but it's all about the butt, and I don't know that I want to go there, but nonetheless she does. And this is all like his lowest moment. He can't even jerk off. That's pretty. Oh yeah, there's the box. Remember the box is oversized and. Uh, it's 2003. Yeah. Yeah. God, I wonder if they still cost sixty dollars. You know how remember when VHSs came out, VCRs? Yeah. The VHS tapes retail for a hundred dollars. So let's yep. say you wanted a, a co- then current copy of ET the Extraterrestrial. It's so you had to rent it from the store. There's no way you could just physically own it. Like, oh, it's a Kinnison impersonator. It is. It's me in quarantine. Right. It's my hair in quarantine. <laughs> um, a guy a guy named, um, where is it? Timmy Jameson. Timmy Jameson is doing a, a Kinnison impersonation. Now, Kinnison sort of mentored uh, Pauly uh, at the comedy store. So he's telling him, why don't you kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a... It's about who you know, brother. I kind of like I, I, I kind of like, like, Kinnison was unique that he would have these, like, he would play guitar, rock guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, his show was like a rock and roll affair. It was pretty kind of, I don't know. It's, it's interesting that he went that way. So he's been told by his yeah. he's been told by his mentor to kill yourself. By him. Yeah. Unfortunately, there'll be one person in my life. And he's like, the only Which person who's gonna miss me is my mother. So he writes a suicide note to his mother. But I couldn't handle the pressures of Hollywood anymore. You did a great job raising me, and it's not your fault. This is heavy shit, man. Yeah, except he's not going to die. He thought he died, but he was just watching Biodome. <laughs> well, actually, his Fox sitcom, if you want to see Paulie Shore die, watch his Fox sitcom. Kurt Loader. Hey, Kurt Loader from MTV News. Not MTV in it. He's seven years old. Seven zero years old. Kurt Loader. Really? Yeah. Wow, Whoopi Goldberg. God, I love Whoopi Goldberg movies, even the ones she does cameos. <laughs> not sure about Perry. So now that he's dead, you know, everyone's saying yeah. good things about him. Oh, we need Jane's Addiction frontman has words to say about Pauly Shore. Yeah, he's got layers. Very thorough. And now um, she's saying that she wouldn't have gotten 
uh, Baywatch if it weren't for Polly. He taught her how to mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitate. and So anyway, it's basically uh, a montage of people saying good things because uh, Polly's dead. Now, these are all, like, MTV regulars. So, he, I mean, he could have, like, whoever produced this movie probably said, hey, you know, Dr. Dre, since you're here, can you just, uh, I don't know. Well, no, they probably asked him. Well, Paulie produced... Oh, my God, Matt Penfield. Yeah. He's interviewing Bucky, his biggest fan. How did the death of Paulie... Oh, right, there's a Cena man in the background. Do you remember Matt Penfield? I hate when movies put real journalists playing themselves in there. It undercuts their journalistic integrity. To have Matt Penfield from MTV News play Matt Penfield from MTV News, <laughs> it undercuts, you know, it, it, MTV News should not have their frontman pretend to, to get fake news like that. It's just right. it's a disgrace. Yeah. You know? There were some movies that uh, got in trouble for that. The movie Contact with Jodie Foster yeah. Yeah. had a... Uh, uh, like like a CNN clip where it looked like Bill Clinton agreed right. with what was going on, and uh, the, the guy said, "How can a CNN use uh, abuse their journalistic integrity?" <laughs> he was talking about the asteroid that uh, from Mars that looked like it might have bacteria in it that never got proven, but uh... right, yeah. Well, they got angry. They said, how can you, you know, you're editing the news to make it go with the story, you know. Yeah, really... and Bill Clinton was a star of the film. Not really, but you know what yeah, I mean. He was. In the script. He was talking about life from another planet, and he was. These are all stars. Oh, that's uh, Sugar Ray, right? That's right. And, and that's, I don't know, she's on um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, Great. As the police as the partner of the brother. So basically it's like uh, everyone's broken up about uh, Pauly and, and it's just getting made fun of. That was a fucking piece of shit. I mean, Jesus Christ, give me a break. Take it back, pal. I'll take one back. Take it back, pal. Take one back, old man. I mean, why don't you take you and your little crying-ass kid to the next hole so me and my girl can play some golf up in this motherfucker, right? Come on, man, let's play. Play some golf. Because I'm the Oh, the tributes get to go continue. This yeah, is what's well, going to happen in the open mics when we pass away. They'll have like a tribute where everyone. Uh, now that's the guy from Jersey. Karaoke. That director. Oh, is that uh, James Island Bob? Yeah, right, no. right. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not the director from Jersey, but he is a Jersey boy. Yeah. I guess he's Jay. Jay. Yeah, it's Jay. Well, every time they go to, like, the comedy store or any comedy club, I bet it's the, everyone in the audience are comedians. Like, yeah, Paul, I'd love to be in your movie. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, there's a Carl Hotel in San Francisco. We have the greatest cameo ever here. We are about to see Cato Kalin. Oh, great. Going to a different house. And look how he's balded. That's Cato Kalin? Yeah. From the OJ set trial? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What happened to your hair? I lost it. Okay, I wow. Did. He looks great. So again, he's getting he's a person who's like, you know, on the D-list. for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 
but he wasn't hot for a good reason. He didn't have a fame of a, you know, a movie, but still. This is kind of like a, a this movie's ahead of its time because you, there's a lot of like channels and a lot of product and a lot of content and one variety of it is the genre of like the self-deprecating uh, celebrity playing himself. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it on Pop, the POP, the, the network, where I just forgot who it was. It was some kind of famous actor, TV actor. I think it was a DJ. And he would bump into Joey Lawrence playing himself. And Joey has problems, you know, and they reference his line and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, uh, that Gary Shandling show, Larry right. Sanders, was great at it. You know, that was probably the one and only time that just clicked. I mean, it's great watching it now and seeing, like, you know, the late Gene Siskel and the late Warren Zevon in the same show and go, and then complaining about, like, Chevy Chase errors, late-night talk show stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is dated as well, I guess. You know, this uh, movie was be- before its time because someday Pauly Shore will die. Uh, <laughs> this... It is ahead of its time. Yes. You think they'll play this? Then this movie, everyone will watch this movie. Ironically, right? Yeah. Uh, if I ever meet Paulie Shore, I'm telling him that he has a podcast. Maybe I should call up. Oh yeah, Paulie, Paul, Podley Shore. Oh, that's Paulie Pod. Um, I don't know. He also hosts his own podcast show. Um. I guess I should have researched that, right? To promote him right uh, now. Anybody, just go to no, Google gonna... in uh, Pauly Shore podcast. You'll find it. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to actually watch his routine so I could start quoting uh, his act. And I said, eh, <laughs> I don't know. Life is precious now. It's just only a moment to go. That's so... no regrets. <laughs> Hollywood. Is that oh instead of no regrets? <laughs> no regrets. Well, I've uh, there's a uh, welcome to the Miller says that joke where he's like, don't you have any regrets at all? Like this kind of you know hipster white guy. This place is in Sunset Boulevard. I've been there with the with the rodeo horse, or whatever mechanical bull. Yeah, this is basically a montage of Paulie loving that the world loves him. It kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. So they know he's dead. Who who is he now? Abraham Lincoln, right? I yeah, he's being Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. YouTube level. Oh, it's Tom Sizemore. And the thing is, it doesn't make sense why the guy hiding undercover would get Pollywood on his stomach and why a f- famous guy would stop in to say hello and why a photo shoot with sexy girl. I, I, I just don't get it. He's living the life. You know, remember at the end of Batman 3 where uh, Michael Cade says, you should go out and I should see you at a restaurant. And right. And he goes out. He gets, yeah. It was sucking. And he and there, he's at a restaurant. He's like going, "Hey, oh, High Times Magazine. That magazine's in trouble right now. They've been buying dispensaries under the the name of High Times. Uh huh. And uh, they're just, I don't know. You know, everything's kind of whack right now. 
I should mention another pop culture uh, is dead moment for me is L.A. Style. It's the first techno band to ever hit the Billboard Top 100 with their song James Brown is Dead. Uh-huh. Which was more of a reference to sampling James Brown and, and dance numbers, but they would have you heard the news, James Brown is dead. And then they would play a different kind of techno riff that wasn't a James Brown derivative. And uh, that also spawned songs, Michael Jackson is in heaven now. And uh, Well, what happens to another one pop like culture? Uh, how did you frame it? Uh, a part of pop culture I don't know. died? Yeah, like part of, part of, wow, look at that, even made National uh, Geographic. Well, that... Uh, like kind of a weird like pop culture moment where they would say like James Brown is dead while James Brown is very much alive. And oh, I see what you mean. Wrong. Yeah. That like, song do you know of any other like is dead? That song yeah, was like, more of the time. Yeah, I know, but no one played it other than me when James Brown did pass. <laughs> oh, so we should run away. The uh, Pauly Shore must die. Yeah. Oh, well, he, I, I even see, like, yeah. Now he's being... He's a runaway, right? The girl's on to him, so uh, he's going to get outed now. Oh, no, Act 3. Wow, look at all those magazines. He's telling. All right. I just want to straighten you out. This is yeah. middle act two. You see, what happened was we got to around the 25th minute, and then we saw Pauly Shore is dead. It's the movie poster, you know? You're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. I'm the money. And so right now, it's the beginning of the hero's lowest moment in a movie. It's the beginning of that. It's the part in act two when he's going to break down and it's the hero's lowest moment. It's, I'm not describing it very well, but the big movie poster moment of this is a great thing in the movie, it gets thrown into jeopardy and it begins a downward slide. He's going to get caught now. Gotcha. Oh, man. He's going to have to move in out of the Charles. Uh-oh. Polly has a gun. Yeah. Polly's got a gun. <laughs> that got it good. Oh, man. That's how he directed people. He would hold that good. <laughs> That's good. That's really a great tool for a director. Yeah. Well, you, you heard, speaking nope. of the Batman movies, that, that that director wouldn't allow anyone to sit during production. Really? And Paulie Shaw would carry a gun with him. Well, his publicist denied it. It was a, a Twitter controversy. I could see Polly going, let's take it again. Polly, come on. It's been... Okay, okay, Polly. All right, we'll do another take. All right, Polly. Okay, all right, yeah. Just, uh, get back to your director's chair. Go to craft services. Get me a coffee. Polly, that's not my role. Oh, oh, okay, Polly. I get Okay, getting you <laughs> two sugars, right. right? Getting you a coffee. <laughs> Well, I, I think that the cops should get caught, uh, shot by Paulie. Paulie, that's what allows. Oh, yeah, all right. Okay, let's set up the squib. 
basically what happened is the cop came to the door and said, this is crazy, but is Polly Shore in there? And he was like, no, no. But he was gesturing his fingers like, yes. Oh, so the cop knows. Cop's going right. to make it to TMZ. There it is. Hello, eonline.com. I got a scoop. Now, here's another thing that doesn't make sense about this movie. Why would he get, like, arrested as if he had done a terrible crime? Isn't that a crime to take your own death? Is that a crime to take your own death? It might be a crime, but it isn't a go in, guns a-blazing, cuff the guy, throw him in jail. You know, it's, it's... Well, you want to turn it... Yeah, you want to threaten that guy, the guy who who faked his own death. Well, we'll threaten him. Maybe he'll be so scared that he might die that he'll. Uh... <laughs> he started stand up at seventeen. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Well, then he was on. He worked right. He was on MTV. Yeah. Oh, that was twenty. I'm sorry, but director Paul Shore is a freak. At 21 years old, he hit MTV, and that began his fame. Yeah. Well, he, did he was he like a VJ, and then yes. he was just such outrageous, oh, hey, Brittany. Right, and she's like, oh, who the hell is good. this? And she goes, oh, yeah, he was on MTV before I was born. True. True that. All right, point guns at the suicidal guy who faked his own death. See what I mean? This doesn't make sense in the movie. Yeah. They're brutally taking him out like he committed a violent Is act. He down he downed the short them. Oh, no, now they're going to find out, and they're going to be like, we hate him. Yep. Yeah, they're making out in front of their kids? Yeah. That's freaky. It's very liberal of them. Well, they live in uh, what doesn't look well. She tells the girl, go to your room, and she goes, Dad, I'm in my room. Quarantining in a studio apartment. And his mullet looks like there was no party in the back. The party was lame. Oh, this guy's fans. name is uh, W. Earl Brown, and I don't know. He's been in movies. He's all right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he didn't force that haircut on him. Uh-oh, here comes Kurt Loader. Now it's about, it was, he faked his death. Sure. Make it up to you. We're going to have Metallica go out and play it all oh. in the backyard. How can MTV go sink so low to be in this movie? Well, I'm sure. I don't think there was even MTV News. Right. It's 2003, so I'm sure he was, uh, you know, yeah. they called him in. Did you ever see him on The Simpsons? The Simpsons had a flashback episode where Homer and Marge first met, but because right. they were doing it a couple decades into the series, it was a flashback of the 90s. And uh -huh. Homer became a grunge star. And they reported, like, I think it was his death or something. And it was reported by Kurt Loder from MTV uh -huh. News, who ended the broadcast with, and I'm Kurt Loder from the 90s. <laughs> So right now what we've got is everyone yeah. slamming him now that they found out he faked his death. There's no way you would get Ellen in your movie now. She's too big. And now the whole country yeah. is and Chris Rock, maybe. back. No, Paulie, fuck you. Stay dead. That's the <laughs> Chris Rock, my man.
funniest. That was it. Oh yeah, I can't believe he lose that dick. So this is the agent, like not eating shit. Guess I was wrong. People do want to see him as a victim. That's what he always told me. I should have listened to him. Oh well. Oops. Next. Showing that he's not going to get hurt by that miscalculation at all. So now here's Paulie in jail. Wow. Oh, no. More Paris Hilton than Celebrity Wing. Right. So there's more cameos coming up, right? Exactly. Is it new celebrities? There's Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, uh, oh, right. Pamela Anderson's ex. Right, right. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Jones. Tommy Lee Jones? Wow. Let me look it up. I got it right here. Tommy Lee. He was in The Fugitive. Who's his bunkmate? Right, that's right. Okay, his name's just Tommy Lee. Uh, Tommy Oh, so it's Tommy Lee no Jones. Tommy Lee Smith. Yeah. Tommy Lee Smith. Now, there's the prostitute he gave $89 to and Heidi Fleiss. With her. Oh, wow. That's nuts. You wouldn't be able to have Heidi Fleiss in your movie now. They'd be like, why do you have like a... Uh... Yeah, I, I think back then it was a Hollywood madam, and now it would just be like, you know... Uh, I don't know. Did you see her eyes turn was... like the devil? Yeah, I did. How yeah, big is Here we have Willis. Different strokes who got, in, who got in trouble. Part of the different strokes curse, but he's still very much alive. Todd Bridges. And yeah. so, of course, he's the cellmate. And, you know, it's another guy who had a couple minutes of fame and now. Right. So Bucky, well, kinda, he's, Bucky is on his way to yeah. find and kill Pauly Shore. Do you watch Court TV, the, the cable network, and they would have a show like The World's Dumbest uh, Criminals or The World's Dumbest uh, <laughs> Tightrope Walkers? I've and they would show a video and they would... <laughs> Todd Bridges is like a regular. He's like oh. a series regular on that show. And that's, those those specials have been on that network for decades. I would say at least at least eight years, right? Worth I love shows dumbest. like that, Dumbest Criminals, and you know, it's like, oops. Uh -huh. It can't pass like home video, like World's America's Funniest Home Video. Right. This is the next. But yeah. This this is kind of like the soup remember the soup on E where they would show like videos and then like it went internet where it's like you know did you check out this video of, of this this viral video so they <laughs> kind of grab all that you, stuff. but I thought it was a horrible idea <clears throat> with this gay couple no talk soup uh, it was all of the oh, yeah. talk shows and they would do a summary a snippet and um... There, who, there was some – the guy went on to be a good actor. Uh, he was the host for a while. Greg Kinnear. Greg, yeah, Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. I, I, I was a big fan of the show. He had a good slow burn. You know, he kind of conveyed it well. And then uh, they, the other people ran it, at least uh, Tyler. Uh, yeah, but he uh, was doing – like, I mean, he was – I mean, Bill Murray gave birth to it. He was doing comedy that's – very done by people, 
you know, there was right. nothing risky there. He was he wasn't doing Bill Murray, but he was doing the people Bill Murray spawned. I sneer at Kinnear. Yeah, right. That's from... There was once a very He's funny thing like Bill... in which uh, t- uh, he had a fight with uh, with Tom Petty. It was backstage. Maybe I'll find. Oh, he's saying that was Larry Sanders. Right that was Larry Sanders. This scene. He's he's saying the N word. Wow, he's given new catchphrases for all he's trying to say on stage. Well, the guy was like, right, "Hey, someone... you're my N word," and then Paulie Shore okay. had the balls to say it back to him, and they were like, "What? What?" And so they taught him to say. Ah, at the end, N word ah. Oh no, he said they said it with the hard R. He said the hard ER. Yes, he did. Ooh. Now this yeah, guy is it. like it's saying, up. "You are great in your movies," and it was he's he's it was an Adam Sandler movie. Oh yeah, little Nicky. Wow, I can't believe like he said that word. Yeah. Adam Sandler. That's two thousand and three. Now, what's funny about that scene is he shuts down the guy to sing, and then when the guy starts singing again, to, he starts singing along to Adam Sandler's song. Yeah. This movie. Which, what, was that supposed to be the Hanukkah song? Paulie did a good job in this. It was one of his Hanukkah songs, yeah. Oh, now he's going to get it from Kurt, from uh, Fred of Limp Biscuit. Carson. Carson, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's Carson Daly from MTV's uh, MTV Live. On New Year's Eve, I see him on NBC. See, I used to watch, um, gosh, what's her name? She she had the Trump photo. They fired her from CNN. Now I got to watch Carson Daly on NBC every New Year's Eve, which is okay with me. I mean, it's only one day a year. Kathy Griffin. I, I, You're talking about Kathy, Kathy Griffin. Griffin. I loved her, and they fired yeah. her. So now I got to watch Carson Daly. Yeah. I mean, which is okay one day a year, but I couldn't see myself watching Carson Daly. I mean, that's a bit much. Do you know? Well, there's also Carson City and Daly City. Right. Isn't that weird? That's true. We're talking to Paulie Shaw. Yeah, so it makes you think. Oh, I used to love it to be live. It would have all the young kids, like those shows in the 60s in, in the peanut gallery. Look at them. Like, and they're, you know, it's that urban experience. You get that view of New York City, the Times Square, yeah. like that. But it's higher up, right? Or no, it's ground level, isn't it? This, their studio seemed like it was in a high rise, like on, on a particular level. And you could level. Times Square kind of thing. Yeah, and it was live on the East Coast, so there was kind of a thrill of... of uh, of television that way. Gotcha. Everything old is new again. You know, you got to uh, you got to have live television in, in your mix because it becomes an event. Yeah, it becomes uh, now an we get event, to watch and you're watching. Shit. You know, there could be a mistake. They can't cut it. To, you know, do a second take. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, fortunately, with the streaming, everyone gets to watch it at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, or I mean, like YouTube and like Twitch type thing. That's true. 
And this show is essentially live, right? We don't yeah. do a second. TV live? <laughs> um, so we watch them jerk off and take a shit yeah. and die. And what else? Then soon at all. Now he's like, like uh, Willis is laying down words of wisdom. Like you're not learning from your time here, you know? You're... You've got to become a better person, and just can't put him in jail. That's all. You better start. This reminds me of the scene from the movie Todd Bridges is Dead, where he's in the prison, and Paulie Shore is giving him words of wisdom. Right. Well, I couldn't see that going down, but it's easy. So he says, "How did you fake your death?" Yeah, it was all pretty easy. I told the L.A. coroner's office. What's with the Lucky Strikes? Lucky Strikes cigarettes. Did you see that? I missed it. Yeah, there was the second time too that that particular brand. I wonder if you know what the Lucky the Strike deal. was. You think you like those are like cigarettes you smoke when you're like, you know, wow, thing. They're pretty rough. You get them unfiltered. Yeah, Lucky Strikes. Is that a porn shop? Yeah. This guy Lucky has something going. On. Oh, hey, Corey Feldman, got to be in there selling drugs. Yeah. He's faking his own death, so he's getting the paraphernalia he would need to get dead, like booze and porn and pills. And he, who's the guy he's... Uh... He's a pizza boy. <laughs> this would make a good true Hollywood story. Yeah. So he killed a man. No, he went to the coroner's office... He was pretending that he was researching for a part, and he found he stole the keys. Then he wait till somebody died who has his like body type, and he went and stole them from the corners. Yeah. I don't know. I think that kind of fuck you up your vibe in heaven, right? <laughs> hey, by the way, your soul was your body was stolen. And used. I just want to rest in peace. God damn it. too far you know it's also uh i can't understand them during quarantine because we're six feet apart it's just a bridge too far right if it was five feet and his last name was bridge and not bridges oh my god is this chuck scarborough so now we have comment it isn't now we have commentary like He's basically just slamming Polly, you know. Yeah. Now, the internet wants to tell Polly. me that the TV's not plugged in, but I think it's plugged in under. I think the internet's wrong. Well, let's take a look when it shoots back. See, it's not plugged well, there's in. Well, the... Uh, right. Maybe it's plugged in elsewhere? Yes, because I see a... A, a wire going down towards the ground. Well, I don't understand. There's an outlet for the prison TV right on the wall by the prison TV wall. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the yeah. on the TV prison wall. I don't know why I wouldn't uh... plug it right in. Wow, Jerry Springer. That's gotta hurt. Oh, there's Sally Jesse Raphael. Got all the. Oh, she's doing the weave. She's saying, enjoy jail, buddy. Everyone's just being a jerk. 
My God, this movie is like 70% cameos. Celebrities. I got a list here. Now, here's Bucky as number one fan. And uh, what he's trying to do is get himself arrested. So he's in the slammer with uh, Pauly. And what's funny about this scene is he mistakenly thinks the guy's Mexican. (laughs) He's like, call El Capos on El Telefono. Oh, my God, there's a TV guy that they had to blur out the title. Right. The TV guy's blurred out. That's back when we had TV guys. Now, there you go. look at his face, right? He's like, this guy thinks yeah. I'm Spanish. I speak Spanish. Oh, my God. God, I want to eat all those snacks. <laughs> That's what quarantine will do to you. <laughs> I tell you. Now, Kinnison goes Oh, he got top funk? Out of prison? Kinnison shows up and oh no, not yet, not yet. This is a failed suicide attempt. And then Kinnison will show up and give him the talk. Sort of like, means, uh, you've got to become an actor, okay? You gotta be the real you, not this <laughs> weasel. You know? And he goes, That weasel you just right. hide behind it. And then and then Polly goes, you mean like your scream? And Kinnison's like, uh, uh, yeah, like my scream. It's a good That's scene. That's so weird. Now he's, I've seen him jerk off and I've seen him hang himself. By the way, two, two, two separate scenes. <laughs> yeah. That's not always the case. Yeah. Maybe. Oh my God, a sex doll? This is like. Just went to his local porn shop and bought all the props, put it on the company's bill. <laughs> Tax right off it. He funded this. He's the company. But you might have written it off on his taxes, right? If you shoot a movie, can't you write it off on your taxes, Carl? If you lose, Waterman? yeah. Oh. And he did lose. Well, you know, we, we played it last week. This I know this uh, movie because it had its own tailor-made uh, trailer right. uh, for its direct-to-video release on Dodgeball, a true underdog story, and where he got pelted by Dodgeball. So he was directly, and it aired right before the actual movie. When you put the DVD in, it starts off with Pauly Shore getting pelted by Dodgeball and <laughs> check out Pauly Shore's head. It was a very clever little thing to do just for the dodgeball release. Yeah, well, I mean, they want that market. I mean, back then, DVDs were king. You know, right. like, people paid money to collect DVDs. It, it got to the point where not only, like, the whole thing of, like, charging it $100 is long gone, but you would collect it and you would go to the good guys or uh, Sam Goody or, you know, Best Buy, and you you... It would say, hey, Paulie Shore is dead, 10 bucks, DVD or Blu-ray. And you'd be like, what a deal. And you go there and you wind up buying a fucking fax machine or what have you. <laughs> when you're there buying a fax machine, you would pick up some DVDs that were cheap. Let's go, you little bastard! Oh, oh! oh, I 
screaming all the time. Now, look, let's listen to what Sam has to say. All right. But everybody knows me as the weasel. Who gives a fuck what everybody knows you as? That's their problem. You got to start showing people the guy that your friends and your family know. The guy that used to cook me burgers at the comedy store in Westwood. That guy. The weasel's just a defense mechanism to keep the whole world at arm's length. Like your scream? Yeah. Like my scream. I thought that was a very good moment because, I mean, of course, Sam Kinison didn't really say it. Right. Or his estate, for that matter. But, yeah, that's right, because if he was his mentor, he kind of showed him a kind of a comedy format. Yes, exactly. You know, he emulated Kinison in that manner. So now he realizes uh, he that he's got to become an actor, like a real actor. And he has to totally get rid of his... His weasel persona thing, and so we'll have a like a montage, like a la Rocky, you know, as he becomes an actor. Oh boy, dumb, yeah. Is there a music that plays? Is it like a yeah? It might have been more honest if he had actually done the Rocky theme. Well, you do that public domain thing where you take a song and every third note you change the note or something every seven. So it's like ba da da beep da da eep. Uh oh. It's just like you said. It's a montage with the music. Now that's Bob this was a into jail. Yeah, he's watching. New guy having a smoke like that. I guess this is yeah. a Seth Rogen movie that'll be playing like uh, songs off their soundtrack. <laughs> you know, like white guys dancing to hip hop. And then they sell the album. They're teaching him. Dead like Shakespeare? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Bucky's witnessing the whole transformation, and he doesn't like it. Oh, right, because he's, he's going beyond his, his fandom right. dream. He's leaving the wheeze behind. Now, that's very funny. You know you do four ticks and then a cross to make five? He's doing right. seven. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. We'll see it one more time. Like, you look at them and they look weird. There it is, see? <laughs> Now he's oh, yeah. becoming a good actor. I, th I think you're a couple of seconds ahead of me, but that's fine. Oh, that happened before. I'm at... Uh, I'm at 108. Okay, so right now I'm at 109. 109.2, Oh, yeah, I'm in... Yeah, I'm like five seconds behind you. Okay. Let's leave it. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Wow, look at that. Paulie's like, I'm cool. So they give him an award. Montage over. Oh, yeah. For, uh, oh, it's <laughs> a license plate. For best montage. Yeah. Best inspirational montage from a directed video movie. He's saying. And the nominee is Paulie Shore. Mm -hmm. And the winner is. <laughs> 
Holy Shore. So now Bucky oh, looks like uh, Matt. Bucky looks like Matt Berry, uh, the oh. British comedic actor that's in IT crowd. Matt Berry. Uh, so once again, just so there, for the record, he's W. Earl Brown, and he probably looks like that guy. Earl. So he's going to make his move now. Earl Brown. My name is Earl. <laughs> Do you think my name is Earl ripped off his sitcom, My Name is W. Earl? <laughs> right. He saw the pilot. Uh, I love how there's no prison guards in the prison kitchen. That's true. There's lots and lots of free time also for these guys. They're alone in the cafeteria. Do you think this is the comedy, you think this is the comedy store kitchen? <laughs> Good one. Yeah, get your feet off the table. Yeah, he's Kathy baiting him. Now he's going to skewer him with the poker. Oh, yeah? Is, are we going to see his ass again? <laughs> you wish. No studio is gonna he's find like Kathy Bates in Misery. You know what's worse than bait and switch? Kathy bait and switch. <laughs> Kathy Bates. <laughs> what's worse than bait and switch is when Kathy Bates and switches. And switch. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, he's talking him down from killing him, you know, explaining why he's uh, going to do it. And then they share a moment in which he, like, does the weasel for him. I'll, I'll play that part. He just can't bring okay. himself to actually kill Polly. But he went to jail for it. His whole plan. Mm -hmm. and he cops out at the end. Yeah, they, he doesn't follow through. It's a bad example to children. He should have killed the guy. Listen, if any, if any criminal masterminds are listening, do not have a plan where you, you commit a crime and go to jail. <laughs> like, if you, you, what are you yeah. going to do? Lock me up. Gonna... <laughs> You're going to jail for a long time. Well, guess what, numbnuts? <laughs> I'm already in jail. What Part you gonna my do plan. now, Johnny Law? My, my pandemic is to stay in prison. So right, so he coughs out, and now I guess I have to spend the rest of my time in prison. And what exactly did he do? He opened up a beer, and now he's in fucking prison. Uh, he the gun. He tried to rob a place. The fact that he would end up exactly there. here too doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to have a very touching scene that is so stupid. Look, he's got latex gloves. The guy's a freak. <laughs> oh, we need more filming in this movie. Where's Corey? Yeah, he won't be back. Say hi to Chachito. Joy duty. Crazy boys. 
watch biodome like three four times you know it's mm, really uh, for me. shame on you <laughs> you got to see tenacious d four times good for you good idea what the fuck did bridges do that he's still in jail we never know we never learn what any of the other ones do i mean he really did spend time in prison but i don't know if why closer has a shorter term <laughs> right. Look at all the cops waiting for him. If this was real jail, they'd be like, let's go, let's go. Wait, I want to go into the locker room and change into my golf clothes. What do you just fucking get out of jail? <sighs> you want to really, like. It's all yeah, before I leave prison. It's a goodbye. Uh, it's a genuine goodbye here. Well, I'll see you in my movie. Todd Bridges is dead, or That's Todd, Todd Bridges are dead. Good yeah. Story. End of the S. Todd Bridges are dead, right? Because my my right, Microsoft Word spell checker, grammar <laughs> checker. It's Microsoft. Oh no, yeah, those. <laughs> it's Todd Bridges are dead. Are you an idiot? Don't you have Word? <laughs> my favorite scene is when Paulie Church shows up for a week in prison with him. <laughs> Wow. So he would be a big celebrity if he really did this. If he really did fake his death? Yeah. You don't think he would be on TMZ every night? Or like you would just see tweets about him or just see like Facebook posts about him? Right. Well, Tom Sizemore was not a good shape. Sightings? He, he had a real fucked up, like, he went to rehab and would have these, like, parties or whatever. Hey, Nancy O'Dell and Pat O'Brien? Snoop Dogg. Enough of the celebrities. They said, Snoop, would you One please speak of... stereotype? Sure. Sure I will. I I have to say, like, when there's a gimmick, like when you have a movie where there's, like, 3D or there's, like, celebrity appearances, there's, oh, my God, I know that guy. That's from yeah. me. Right. This guy's weird. What's his name? A.J. Marenza or something like that? It's been too long for he me. Has this whole... He had this whole persona, like, built. He had, like... You know, talk about stand-up comedian. He had it down like this routine. <laughs> stand-up drama. Yeah, it was like a German journalist that covers Hollywood. Oh, Stiller, enough of Stiller. Mercado. Oh, so this is like kind of the Hollywood, like the Animal House ending. <laughs> 
sort of. Yeah. Wow, well, I'm glad everything happened. Woohoo! No, he's not. Yay! All right. Well, we're a couple seconds ahead, so we're watching. Oh, he's not shooting on no, the. Like you won't hug him. Okay. Don't touch me. No, that was great. I just want to say thanks. Don't that. touch me. Give me the pictures. So wait, is he breaking character at the end of this movie? No, he is continuing. He's getting all these people to say great things about him. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. The film's wrapping so up. He's now the director. But it's kind of doing that Jerry Lewis thing where he blurs the movie in real life at the end of the movie. Like, he's like, what are you talking about? This is just a set. Wow. <laughs> like, he. That uh, like outtakes. He says, of course, like, the movie can't stop. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say we had just watched Polly Shore is Dead, but this movie insists of having outtakes at the end credits. So we are talking over the uh, <laughs> best part of the movie, the listing of, of uh, credits. Oh, that guy. Andy Holy Dick. shit, that's Andy the, Dick. Well, before him, the sports guy. Before oh. Dick and Moore. was you know, he had his own talk show, Craigers. He was from Daily Show. Right. He was the first host. Yeah, Andy Dick's another sex freak. Well he he's a troublemaker. Troublemaker. How about that? And there's Ellen DeGeneres would never show up on this anymore. And if she did, she would be dressed in her uh, brand. Yeah, right. Should I tell you all the cameos? Do you want to bother? Yeah, go ahead, please. Pam Anderson, Britney Spears, A.J. Benza, Todd Bridges, Tommy Chong, Carson Daly. Todd wasn't a cameo. Ellen DeGeneres, Jewel Denial. She's great, by the way. Google her, Jewel Denial. Dustin Diamond, Andy Dick, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Fred Durst, Corey Feldman, Heidi Fleiss, Nikki and Paris Hilton, Kato Kalin. Should I keep going? Craig Kilborn, Kurt Loder, yes, yes. Mario Lopez, Craig Kilborn, Bill Maher. Now here it says Rosie O'Donnell. I didn't see her. I did not see her. Huh. <clears throat> Maybe it was like a footage. Yeah, she didn't really talk. I don't, I don't remember. Kidadada. Look at that. That's right. These are all these. Kidadada got listed. It's him as the director. Do you remember Kidadada, the the comedian who would dress up as a private eye, had a song with fish puns that played on Dr. Demento? There's a little short family. There's the location. Pawn shop where we finance this movie. (laughs) Yeah, the Hawk. 2004. Oh, in memory of my mentor. Oh, yeah, that's right. R.I.P. Samuel oh, and with Bird Troyer. Look at his little monkey. On end. <laughs> he also passed away. That's why it's uh, And then a lot of like, and all the women in this movie are like, you know, Hollywood strippers. 
He hates card. women. He hates women. No, he, he likes women. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Polly Shore's said, Carl? I think I know, but what do you think of the movie? I enjoyed it. It's the only film of his I've ever liked, and it's the only time I've ever been a fan of his. I'm with him on the You Suck stuff. <laughs> now, you say that this is your favorite Pauly Shore movie because you've yeah. never seen Jury Duty. Right, so I could be mistaken. But I have right. seen Encino Man, oh, yeah. and you know that I've seen uh, Biodome. Yes, I know. It's a historic moment in Earth's life, and uh, you regretted it ever since. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thought it was good. I, it was fine. I mean, he took he took the idea and he stretched it to a point. I think there's a certain point we could have been with any celebrity where it just gets kind of one notish, but it was good. <laughs> I liked it, and I'm glad there's a free copy of it on YouTube for uh, for people to watch and content yes. for us to follow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have more fodder next week. Uh, I would never say this is fodder. Our movie next week is going to be Brain Dead. Brain Dead, which is Mike Spiegelman's story. It's from 1990. Uh, don't worry. I didn't have much of a brain to begin with. And if you uh, – I have Screen Factory TV has hosted the trailer to Brain Dead 1990. Would you uh, yeah. do us really? the pleasure in playing the audio as – here at the Mutiny Radio sheltering in place studio, there's very limited need for me to do Brain so. Dead, 1990, official trailer, Scream yeah. Factory. Okay, Scream Factory. I'm choosing it. I'm hitting That's pause. It. I'm rewinding to zero, zero, right. zero. Okay, uh, Brain Dead, 1990, official trailer, Scream Factory TV. Three, two, one. I'm very excited. I, I picked this movie because of the cast, not because I've ever seen it. Ooh, new Concord of Corman. Yeah, just like our... Uh, Roger Corman. Yeah. Munchies movie. Munchies, yeah, Munchies. So that is Bill Pullman, right? I guess. And that's Bill Paxton? That's Pullman, and that's Paxton. Ooh, the horror movie, Carl. He he just he just walked into Biodome. I swear. Oh no! And door and uh, Baldwin locked the door. There's George Kennedy. Bud Court. Bud Court is the reason why I picked it. I know you're a Cordian. You like not Bud Court, the guy that looks like Bud Court, but he's not I Bud like Court. Both. I think of them as one person, and that drives Bud Court crazy. Like Bill Pullman crazy or Bill Paxton crazy? We'll find out next week. Next week, tons of jokes how they can't tell them apart. Oh, that looks dangerous. Oh, I hate that. One time we dropped all our brains. That's probably the ending of this movie. It's all the brains fall, and they're just showing it in the trailer. Ew, he's going to pull his... Ew, ew. You need to watch this? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> all right, Brian Dead. Oh, poor Brian. <laughs> Brian Dead. This movie is be before its time. Because Brian will... Produced by Julie Corman. <laughs> yeah, right. Brian died, and then uh the end. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our movie next week. It's a gratuitous horror movie from Julie Corman's production. 
Brain Dead, starring Bud Court as well as Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman together again. That will be next week, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Make sure you listen to us streaming uh, every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, and uh, follow us on Facebook at Fletcher Life Movie on YouTube. Follow us on uh, YouTube. Twitter. channel, and you can critters. Uh, and uh, Blues 3 Go to College is up there and uh, yes. some good stuff L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T Carl has meticulously synced our episodes with the movies we watch on YouTube and we post it on YouTube wow cultural appropriation it's an art form uh, we're artists please don't sue us uh, Carl can be found at carlsucks.com anything yes. a big shout out for our September crew Oh, for me, uh, no. Uh, I just did a show, and I killed. I did 10 minutes on Friday night at the Wawa Social Club. Outdoor show. Oh, outdoor show, absolutely. And killed just figuratively. So please, uh, <laughs> no, stop the angry emails. Uh, you can find me on issue.com. That's I-S-S-U-U. And look for the magazine Savage Henry. Uh, there's a print magazine. I, if I, as of Showtime, I haven't written a lick of things. If I could get it, my deadline uh, completed and wow. get the submission approved, I'll be in next week's issue. Next month's issue, next issue. Great. So I'm just giving it a shout out in advance. All right. Well, that's been our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, glad we enjoyed. Holly Shore is dead, and a big shout out to Holly Shore, who yeah. uh, we liked, and we enjoyed the movie. And it's our second Holly Shore of many movies. Oh. Uh, and uh, sorry, Carl. Oops, I took my hand. Well, we should end the show. Thanks. Bye. More Polly Shore. Good night. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn off, sir, guys, who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, at six o'clock, which is right now. Yeah, you're listening to Mutiny Radio .fm in .sf, and it is time for the happy hour Mutiny Radio comedy open mic slash outdoor show at seven o'clock. It's going to be so fun. Yay, Alyssa Westerlund's on the show. I'm so excited. You can always donate to Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio in under Venmo or our GoFundMe. 
Just look it up and uh, give me some money. Come out. Stay socially distanced. We've got chairs six feet apart. People can stand across the street. Everybody's being safe. We've got mic condoms. We've got gloves. We've got all the stuff to keep you feeling safe. Let's enjoy some music until we get a quorum of comedians. I like to have at least four comics in the room before we start, just so that they have an audience, even if it's themselves. So um, thanks to Detox and Mauricio for being here. Also, Jen Garcia. Who knows who else will be here? It's always an exciting day at Mutiny Radio.
All right. I was going to try to get Derek to the destroyer to do a set here. He hates soup. He hates soup. Okay, here we go. Everybody, your first set of the night. Happy arm. This is Derek the Destroyer. Shout out, motherfuckers! I fucking hate soup. Fuck vegetable bathwater. You suck a dick, clam chowder, corn chowder, any type of chowder. Suck a dick. <laughs> People ask me why I hate soup. It's because it's wet, bitch. That shit don't fill you up, you stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I hate fucking drivers. If you stop at a yellow light, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> I wish I had some jokes. God damn it. I hate running off my own fucking stuff here, man. Uh, everybody's already heard I look like Stephen Hawking. If I was mentally challenged instead of physically challenged. Ba -da -ba. But I think I look like Bill Gates if he fucks Stephen Hawkins. Right, guys? That's what I'm thinking. All the looks and none of the money, you fucking bastard. You look like goddamn fucking John Denver if you're thinking about sucking dicks instead of goddamn country music songs. Whoa, Stephen, you son of a bitch. Ah. Uh. Man, you know what, Stephen Hawkins? I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I'm not even bisexual. I'm by myself because I give out conspiracy theories and I'm by myself. That's how it works. Because I like jerking off because, you know, porno is a lot cheaper than going on a date. You ever go on a date and then not get laid and then you spend all this money on food that the chick throws up in your lap on the way home? That shit sucks. But I date not the best. Let's see. I always wanted an instrument, because I'm a stupid young kid, I always wanted an instrument to fucking uh, write what I was saying. And now that we have that in phones and shit, I know that AI is phony. Because every time I try to send a voice text, it just sends, I want to suck your dick. What the fuck kind of shit's that, dude? I fucking hate that shit. I don't know. People say that we're in a matrix the Matrix, this is some kind of Matrix. Somebody's playing us in a PlayStation game upstairs. Some alien. I love aliens. They're cool. I'd always want to fuck an alien. If somebody want to fuck an alien, I'd fuck them in that little hole. You know, that little hole right there. I like <laughs> Whoever, whatever fucking I'm an avatar for, whatever shitty ass aliens playing this game is fucking losing. Because I'm going to tell you what, I'm losing out here in these streets, son. Losing. Ah, uh, hello. Let's see. What else do we have that's on my fucking, on my radar? Uh, let, oh, man. My mom, she's a good woman. Don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, my mom, such a badass, dude. When she, she used to carry a knife and a gun in her purse. And then uh, if somebody gave her some shit, she'd fucking shoot that fool. And then place a knife in the dead dude's hand. Oh, actually, stab herself first, blah, blah. Fuck. You know what? It's funny when you don't remember your own shit about your mother. That's fucking hilarious. But anyway, my mom was so badass, I had to ask my mom. I'm like, I was my first time ever going into jail. I'm like, fuck it. Mom, what should I do? My mom tells me, Derek, you stupid motherfucker. You go up to the craziest looking, biggest, detox looking motherfucker, and you suck his dick, son. You suck his dick because you're going to be a bitch in prison, all right? You're going to be getting raped. You're going to have to have protection, so... 
You're going to have to go up and suck the biggest dude's dick. How do you think mom got ahead at her job? Oh man, it's always funny to do a set in front of in front of yourself. It's always I'm difficult. I know you're listening, and I know other people are listening, but it's it's fucking hilarious, man. One of my older bits was hookers, uh, you know, um, and I turned the hookers into fucking robots, like, cause I I thought like, you know, every when I was a little kid, I really thought like, fucking uh, Terminator, that shit was gonna be real. There was gonna be like robots that are going to come here and they're going to send nukes and blow shit up and the robots are going to fuck us up and fuck us kill us and shit but that's not what's going to happen we're actually going to win the robot war because we're going to actually make sex robots and we're going to fuck robots to death it's going to be terrible you know who loses it all hookers hookers lose it all they fucking hate robots they're not going to get paid anymore because all their good paid jobs are going to go to fucking robots so that was like my first robot bit and I was like, that's not too funny. Robots are going to fuck us to death. I don't know if that's that funny. So I kind of changed it up, and I thought to myself, I should do crowd work with this bullshit. Um, what kind of robot would you like to fuck? Do you like to fuck a robot that has a big mic cock, which is a good, a good thing? I want to fuck an ATM, because if I make an ATM come, I get money. That is the best, right? I love that. Uh, that's the that's the robot I want to fuck. I want to fuck an ATM. But then, you know what? I was actually thinking, why not a giraffe? A giraffe robot would be great because it has a long neck. It gives deep throat very well. I always like that. And then a uh, kangaroo robot because it has a pouch for my weed. I had somebody else tell me they wanted to fuck a pile, dri pile driver robot. I don't know what the fuck that is. That's some bullshit right there. Uh, but then the real, the real, the robot I really want to fuck, guys, is I really want to fuck a Roomba, because it's the closest I'll get to fucking my maid, right? That's da da da. Hello, top of the morning to you, Robert. How are you doing, sir? I love you, brother. Good to see you. Whoa, what kind of drugs would you like to take out there? Would you like to take some drugs, matey? You have any drugs out there? We got pancake. Don't call him waffles. He'll get pissed off at that shit. Hey, give yourself a waffle, boys, and I'll give you something. Hey, you want? Uh, I'll. Sh you know what? I'm gonna do a Cheech and Chong fucking joke. You want me? You want to see me turn this microphone into a fruit? Yeah, <laughs> that's not my joke. That's just funny ass shit. Fuck, I love Cheech and Chong, man. These young kids don't even know what Cheech and Chong is anymore. These motherfuckers. You're like fucking. What's the what's the dude that wasn't there? Dave. Dave's not here. Yeah, go ahead and say that to somebody. Oh, I'm out of here. All right. You know what? What was you guys' goal for 2016? I like that one. Anybody else? Because I'm not gonna say 2020. It's 2019 was last year. Mine was to suck dick, but according to this set, it was to suck titties. You guys have a great night. Thank you. Derek the Destroyer, taking the bullet. He hates soup. We know it. It's true. Um, so hey, when you guys are inside, everybody, you know, take your own safety precautions. There's um, on the on the stage, there are gloves, and there's also some hand sanitizer. And um, if you don't have your own mic condom or your own mic, you can take one of the gloves and stick it over the top or wear a mask. There's a lot of things you can do to keep yourself safe. I'm not gonna like be a policeman because I'm behind this glass, but you guys know 
what makes you feel comfortable and safe. So do that. Uh, okay, cool. All right, your next comedian. Uh, I didn't really make a list. We don't really know what's going on. Mauricio, you want to go? He just had a great, uh, he was going to have a great set, but things got all out of control, but it still was a really great show. There were tons of people at Washington Square Park. It was a great show, man. Great I need show. to start charging 20 bucks for the fight. You know? Amen. Yeah. Put your hands together for Mauricio. My name is Mauricio. <laughs> oh. What's up, posers? Go fuck yourselves. Let me start my set, you know? Uh, I like doing this. Uh, I always like doing this. I have one ritual before I start my set. I have one ritual, Pam. Did you know this? O'Reilly's. You're all being brainwashed. You're all being brainwashed. All right, I'm working on some new material. Let me go deep with you. Can I go deep with you? This is for Rob. The rest of you can burn in hell, man. It's like, let's say, Holly, this is my time. All right, here we go. All right, so I've been analyzing this, man. I'm a hardcore Buddhist. I really am. I, I go to a temple here in the Mission District. Very intense training. The only thing that sucks is I love lesbian sex so fucking much, man. So I'm addicted to lesbian sex, right? The one thing that sucks is, like, the only thing that I hate that is you can't find spirituality in America. You know this, right? You cannot find it because women are wearing yoga pants at the, at the temples. It's like I saw this one girl bend over in front of me. I was like, damn, man, I can't find enlightenment this way. So I had to run to the bathroom and jack off so I can go back to enlightenment. And the thing that sucks is they had a poster of Buddha, so I jacked off to Buddha. That's fucking crazy, right? It's like I'm still all man. I'm still straight because his nipples are the softest in the profit game. All right, that was more for you, man. All right, I'm trying to read the crowd, you know. You don't laugh like you used to, man. You're out of my team, man. There we go. I'm joking, man. Uh, another joke that I've been working on is uh, I think Pixar is racist. Let me analyze this. As I ruined my last relationship, I went through a breakup before COVID. And what happened is that uh, I dissed the notebook too much. I've been analyzing movies too much. I dissed the notebook. The notebook isn't romantic. Ladies out there in the internet radio, the notebook is not romantic. The whole movie is about old white people dying at the end. The only people that can find it romantic are Trump supporters that don't have to pay for the Medicare with their taxes. You know what I mean? That's the reality. And then my ex-girlfriend was like, get the fuck out of my house. I was like, all right, go jack off to Sally Field. Derek, just go home, man. You had enough. Uh, I hate Derek. Anyways. <laughs> uh, one thing I like to talk about is like I'm into allies in movies really deep. I realize that Americans will never be hard workers. I used to have three jobs, man. I'm, I am Mexican from Mexico, so we outwork all of you. Immigrants just outwork Americans. The biggest problem that I think that Americans will never be hard workers is because you guys worship the wrong heroes in movies. Straight up. My hero was Don Cheadle in Hotel Rwanda. That's why I'm the best at restaurant industry. They were like, we're going to murder you and your family. He's like, right this way to your room, sir. That's how to defuse the situation. That is a hard worker. Uh, minorities out there that love Fast and the Furious, go fuck yourselves. You are letting us down. If you love Fast and the Furious franchise out there and you have kids, they are not going to college. Let's just say it what it is. I think that Fast and the Furious is worse than crack to the minority community. The whole fucking movie, they're all racing and shit. There's one thing where they were trying to, like, jack this man with a semi-truck. They had a bunch of weapons to jack this man on a semi-truck. And the semi-truck driver, all he had was a shotgun. He almost killed Vin Diesel. He killed his best friend. He kept driving to make his quota. Where's his fucking Fast and the Furious movie, goddammit? it? Fuck Vin Diesel, man. Worship the right heroes in movies. And I'm going to say this, man. I'm kind of happy that Robin Williams is dead, man. 
I love Sally Field so much that he was wrong and missed Doubtfire, motherfucker. At some point, you got to grow up and take care of your kids. I love women more than I love him. That's it. Yeah, you know how I know I'm better than Robin Williams? I'm still alive. <laughs> Depression is only for white people. Mexicans, we get stabbed. That's how we deal it a bit. Uh, I like doing this. Uh, I have no fantasy in my brain anymore, my friend. So can you imagine me in the movie Hook with this brain? I'd be like, look, man, this is this is fun. I like that we're playing with our imagination and shit, but Rufio's fucking dead, okay? Because you told us that we were going to win this war against these pirates with our imaginations, but they have guns. All right, too soon. Is this thing on? That was funny last week. I don't know what's wrong with you. In Oakland, they're like, whoop, 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 and San Francisco's like, oh. And Oakland's like, yeah, good. I'm glad another white man died. Fuck yeah. Because I'm half indigenous, so I don't give a fuck about you guys. I wished about, I wish for COVID on my birthday. My birthday is March 29th. I wish for half of white people to die in America. I'm indigenous. I want my land back. I really do. Uh, I'm indigenous like uh, halvesies. The one thing I can't stand in stand-up comedy is that you're not allowed to talk about rape. That's a big deal. You don't talk about rape. But I have to be grateful for rape every single day of my life. On one side of me, the half of me, they got raped the right way. The Aztecs got raped by the Spanish. They could speak Spanish, so we all can move forward with that group. On my father's side, who's pure indigenous, they didn't get raped. He, his people, my people, don't know English or Spanish. They are fucked to the fucking world. You know how's the only way they're going to make money? By holding a baby really sad for National Geographic. That's it. So thanks to rape, I'm a little bit taller. A little bit lighter skin. And I just got this cardigan at Club Monaco. Fuck yeah, man. Thank you, rape. Thank you, rape, every fucking day. All right, one more minute. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys all on this one. I used to get abortions all the time. And the one thing I regret about getting abortions is that my kid would have been in his 20s right now. And I could have fucked all his friends. My name's Ernest Evangelista. Thank you. Maurizio! Go uh, go on Facebook and uh, become a part of the group FDAL, Few Drinks and a Laugh, and all the up-to-date comedy news is always posted and all the outdoor shows and all the good stuff uh, since bacon is kind of dead. We have a new bacon, but the old bacon is dead. But the new bacon that's actually spelled like bacon, Sierra Frost, is up and running. I'm super excited. Who's uh, Who wants to go next? Holly Shaw, all right. Your next comedian, like, she, her youth belies her age. I, when you told me your age today, I was like, motherfucker, I can't Don't believe it. No, I'm not going to say a goddamn word. But I will say that her kid is almost old enough for me to have sex with. Put your hands together for Holly Shaw. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Don't touch my kid, Pam. I'm coming for you, bitch. He's not legal yet. He's got six more months of <laughs> shit. Oh, this isn't supposed to be clean, right? Because, you know, I didn't get into comedy to be a fucking lady. Uh, yeah, COVID, dude. We're like, you're not supposed to touch. Don't touch anyone. Don't get close. All we want to do is touch each other. Have you noticed? We're like a bunch of horny preschoolers. It's like, um, can you, um, can you come over to my house? I, I 
have like a mask. Can you stick your tongue in my mouth? I just feel like men are thirsty. I'm feeling it. Like, they're thirsty. And I have to admit, um, I have not been behaving myself very well. Uh, I've been doing some fucking. Yeah, I've been doing some fucking. And I'm sorry for the language, but, you know, there's nothing else you can call it when it's that bad. It's just... There are things that you just don't want to have to say when you're having sex. Like, is that it? <laughs> or, uh, yeah, I would like that if I had no feelings. Or my personal favorite, my personal nightmare is, oh my god, I, um, I have a son your age. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. But you know, as a woman, like in her prime, like I'm in my sexual prime, you guys. Like, it doesn't matter what you do, I get mine. Like, it's fucking, I'm a master. Like, I have sex, like Dave Chappelle tells jokes. Like, I know the punchline, and I can always get there. I'm just saying. I know where we're going, and I know I can get there. It's good. I have a lot of good sex these days, um, just on my own and on other people. Uh, it's great. Yeah, my friend was teasing me about how horny I am. She was like, we were driving through downtown Oakland, and she saw, we, we passed this guy, and he was getting out of his car with no pants on, getting out of a car with no windows, and she goes, ha, 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 Holly, that's your next boyfriend. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't date guys with cars.